Welcome to the Soulful Sessions podcast with your host, Desiree Michelle. I am a trauma-informed women's empowerment coach and business mentor. My mission is to support women who struggle with people-pleasing and perfectionism to cultivate a sense of wholeness and inner peace for a more fulfilling life. Each month on this podcast, I will be bringing you a guest or a message to help you feel embodied, empowered, and inspired to connect with your version of soulful living. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the second season of the Soulful Sessions podcast. I'm so happy to have you here with me today. Happy New Year. I hope that everybody has been having a wonderful start to 2022 and that this month has just felt really good and nourishing and happy and hopeful and all the good things. I hope that you're feeling really excited about everything that this year has in store and taking advantage of the fresh start that this new year has brought to us. So today we are going to be talking about boundaries in business. Now this is something that has taken me a couple of years to really learn the importance of through my own experiences, and I've actually been reminded of the value of having really clear boundaries in business recently. So I thought that it would be a good topic to discuss today and just share with you about the value of boundaries and what that really looks like in business. So I think as coaches or service providers, one of the ways that we can practice trauma-informed business is by working to create quote-unquote safe spaces. Now, you might be wondering what this has to do with boundaries, and we'll get to that, but I think it's important to acknowledge that whether we're looking at safe space in regards to your social media programs or one-on-one sessions, one of the first things that communicates to a client the level of safety that they may experience with you is actually how regulated your nervous system is. So our nervous systems are wired to respond to the nervous systems of those around us. So this means that a well-regulated nervous system actually can support other people in feeling calm in our presence. And people can even pick up on this in virtual spaces such as on an Instagram Live, or even a Zoom call. So again, you might be wondering what this has to do with boundaries, and I'll get to that now. So if we are not creating healthy boundaries for ourselves in our work and in other areas of life, we may be exposing ourselves unnecessarily to triggers or experiences that can actually create a lack of safety within ourselves And this can directly translate to the level of safety that clients may experience with us. So for example, if you are on social media and let's say you have lots of trolls who come onto your social media and they leave really mean comments and this happens a lot 
and you find yourself in a place where you are starting to feel really dysregulated in your nervous system whenever you go to use social media. So maybe you experience a lot of anxiety and your heart rate increases and maybe this is showing up in a really subtle way, but you do feel this sense of dysregulation whenever you are on your social media platform people may be able to sense this and it might reduce the sense of calm or connection that your community may have with you. So in other words, when we set and honor our own boundaries, we can actually improve not only the quality of our own life, but also create a better client experience. So in this episode, we're really going to be exploring what it looks like to set boundaries in your business, and I'm going to give you some ideas of where you might like to explore boundary setting in your business. So before we get into it, I want you to know that if you struggle with setting boundaries, or if you haven't been able to honor them in the past, or you feel uncomfortable setting them now, this is okay. You're not alone. You can always learn new skills, boundary setting included. And if this is something that you already know you would like more support diving into, whether that's looking into potential factors that may have influenced your relationship to boundaries, or you want to dive into creating better boundaries in all areas of your life, not just business, then this is something that we cover deeply and in depth in the Empowered Woman program. And I will leave a link for you to learn more about that program in the show notes. Okay, so let's get into it. So the first thing I want to discuss is that there are different types of boundaries. So we can have spoken or unspoken boundaries. So that's pretty self-explanatory, but just to elaborate a little bit, I think sometimes people can hear the word boundaries and think that this refers to having, you know, a conversation with somebody and addressing what's okay with you or what's not okay with you. And this isn't always the way that boundaries are experienced. It can be, but it's definitely not all that boundaries encompass. So when we look at boundaries, we also want to think about unspoken boundaries. So this might be energetic boundaries that you have within yourself, maybe boundaries that you don't feel the need to voice to other people. They are just a part of the way that you live your life, and you know that if somebody crosses that boundary, then that will signal a new direction in that relationship, or maybe even taking space from that relationship. There's also rigid versus flexible boundaries. So rigid boundaries are boundaries that are non-negotiable. You know that there may be a pretty severe consequence if somebody crosses those boundaries. So a great example of this is on social media, I have a rule with myself where if somebody leaves a disrespectful comment, they will be immediately deleted, blocked, removed. They no longer have access to me. So that is a rigid boundary. That is something that I don't negotiate on. 
And I just know for myself that that's the way it's going to be. And there's also flexible boundaries. So this is where maybe there's an opportunity to have a conversation with somebody about the boundary and maybe renegotiate what the relationship looks like or how you want to interact going forward. So an example of this might be, again, using social media. If maybe somebody that you follow posts something that sits funny with you or you don't agree with, but your friends or you know them on a personal level and you feel like it's going to influence the way that you are able to interact with them, maybe instead of deleting this person from your social media, you will actually have a conversation with them about what this means for you. So there's a difference there. So now that we've covered the difference between spoken and unspoken boundaries, rigid versus flexible boundaries, I'd love to just dive into some more examples of how these different types of boundaries can be applied in your business and what areas you might like to reflect on for yourself when you're thinking about what boundaries look like for you. So before we get into that, I would just love to ask you the question for you to reflect on, and you might even like to pause this episode to do a little bit of journaling if that's accessible to you right now. So I'd love for you to just think about what boundaries do you have in your business, if any? Do you have boundaries in your business? What do they look like if you do have these boundaries and how are they serving you or what kinds of boundaries do you feel you might need to implement? So this can be helpful to reflect on before you listen any further and absorb any more information because I think a lot of the time we have the wisdom that we need inside of us. We just don't always take the time to reflect on our experiences and extract the wisdom from those experiences. So a really good way to tell if your boundary is being crossed is oftentimes anger or resentment can indicate that you have experienced a boundary violation. So you might like to think about maybe some areas in your life or in your business where you experience frequent anger or resentment and maybe ask yourself what that means for you, what kind of boundary that may indicate has been crossed. And if you can think of any kinds of experiences that you've experienced these emotions, you might like to try and think about what kind of boundary would be relevant for you in this situation. Okay, so from here, we can look at social media boundaries. So this is one thing that I think is really relevant to a lot of business owners, because most of us use the internet in some way for business in this day and age. So when we look at social media boundaries, this is really important if social media is an important part of your business because you want to have a good relationship with social media. You want to feel like this is something where you're excited to show up for it, you have energy around it, and when you get on your platform, you're really just a magnet for your ideal clients, for the people that you want to serve, and you can bring that energy to the platform. 
So if you don't have boundaries around it, it can be really difficult to show up with this energy. And again, we can give off sort of an unsafe vibe sometimes, or maybe just not our ideal vibe that we'd like to give off. So you might like to look at who you follow, what kind of content you're consuming. Are you consuming things that uplift you and inspire you or challenge you? Or are you consuming content that feels triggering and distressing? And maybe it's something that's worthwhile knowing about in the world, but maybe you don't need to be reading about it every day or looking at it every day. I actually recently made the decision to disengage from a very politically charged issue that I was seeing popping up a lot on my social media. And making that decision to disengage from that conversation felt like a really good boundary for me because it felt like something that would allow me to reclaim my energy and redirect my energy into something that felt more useful for me and for my business. So another thing you might like to reflect on is who do you allow to follow you? So I think sometimes we can be under the impression that more followers is a good thing, right? But that's not always the case. Sometimes when we have certain people following us or having access to us, it can actually prevent you from feeling like you are safe enough to be fully expressed or authentically expressed. And this can be quite detrimental to your work if you use your work, if you use social media for your work, right? So when we are in these service-based industries like coaching, consulting, um, any kind of wellness business, it can be really helpful to show aspects of who you are on your social media because this is what can often separate you from the rest and allow potential clients to feel connected to you. And maybe this is what will influence them to hire you versus hiring somebody else who has the same qualifications, right? So when we think about who you allow to follow you, you really want to think about only allowing people to have access to you that truly respect you, right? So that's really what social media is, is when we allow someone to follow us, we are giving that person access to our energy in some form. Maybe they don't have as much access to us as a client or a family member or a friend, but they still are receiving access to us. So this is really important to think about, and this is actually something that, again, I've had personal experience with. Um, I've made the decision to block certain people from having access to my business account. And I think that can be a really liberating experience because again, it allows you to be more fully expressed and authentic. And that's really the goal a lot of the time. So 
again, we want to think about who has access to us. And this can look like having an open profile versus a closed profile or a private profile. And again, this is totally personal preference and it can come down to your goals in your business as well. Maybe if you're in a growth phase, you might want to leave your profile open for anyone to find you. But we also need to consider the risk in that people may find you who don't resonate with you, who might be trolls or who might have ill intentions, right? So we just wanna think about what is more valuable to you at this stage and what is your priority. We can also think about how you respond to disrespectful comments, right? So if you do encounter somebody who maybe isn't the nicest to you on social media for whatever reason, and often this comes down to their relationship with themselves, I think it's valuable not to take these things personally, but thinking about how do you respond? So again, I have a rule around this where if I experience someone trolling me, I just disengage and remove that person. So also thinking about how much of yourself are you willing to share in this space? So again, we wanna be authentic. We want to try and share things about ourselves that might allow somebody to feel connected to us, but it can be helpful to reflect on how much of yourself you want to share. So I don't subscribe to the belief that you need to share everything about yourself or you need to you know, exploit your vulnerabilities for the purpose of growing your following or gaining new leads or anything like that. I think that's something that we do see sometimes in this space. Um, but I think, again, it's really a personal preference and it comes down to what you feel comfortable with. So what I really want to encourage you to do around this is to check in with yourself, how comfortable you feel in sharing these different elements of your life and always knowing that you have absolute permission to withhold any kind of information that you don't feel comfortable sharing. That is always up to you as the business owner and that's always something that you have a choice around. You don't need to feel any pressure to follow industry trends just because other people are doing it. Definitely doesn't mean that you need to be doing it to have a successful business. So always tuning in with yourself and making decisions that feel right for you and authentic for you. So the next theme I want to talk about is energetic boundaries. So energetic boundaries can look like how much time you take to yourself each day, right? How much and when do you choose to fill up your own cup? What are your boundaries around this? Maybe you would like to make a commitment to yourself to spend at least two hours every day filling up your cup. So that might look like spending an hour in the morning with a really nice, slow routine, getting ready for the day, maybe reading a few pages of your book. If you're reading one or listening to a podcast or doing something else that feels nourishing for you, and then spending an hour at the end of the day maybe cooking a slow dinner or doing a workout or going for a walk or something like that. I encourage you to be intentional about this because it can be very easy to fill up our days with so much and feel the need to be productive and do all the things, but 
taking time for yourself to refill your cup is an important thing to do because you can't give from an empty cup. So I think setting boundaries around this can be so valuable because it can allow you to really prioritize these things and make them a non-negotiable. We also want to look at what time do you start and end work? So as an entrepreneur, you are your own boss, right? Nobody else is telling you when to go home, when to leave the office, or when you need to clock in. So setting boundaries around this can be so valuable, not only to protect your time and energy, being able to know when to stop, but also being able to have the willpower and dedication to start and know when you need to start. So you might like to think about how many hours per day you're willing to commit to your business and when in the day you're willing to commit to your business. So maybe there's a certain time of day that you would like to say, you know, by this time every day, no matter how much I've gotten done, I'm going to unplug and choose to stop. So this is a really important one. Another one is where you choose to work. So for example, what kinds of boundaries do you have around your space? A lot of the time, if you are an entrepreneur, you're probably working from home and it can be easy to just, you know, work from wherever, even if that means your bed. And I think for some people, it can be really useful to consider what it means to you to dedicate certain spaces for certain things. So maybe you'd like to set a boundary around your bedroom is just for sleeping, resting, intimacy, things like that and you utilize other spaces for your work. So these are all questions we want to ask ourselves when you think about energetic boundaries. And the last one I want to touch on today is relational boundaries. So this is so, so important. This influences every area of our lives, right? When we think about well-being, when we think about mental health, levels of energy, feelings of belonging and emotional well-being, as well as confidence in business. These things are all influenced by our relationships. So it can be really valuable to just take the time to sit down with yourself and think about who you choose to share your time and energy with and whether or not these people uplift you, do they support you, do they support your work and cheer you on with your business? Do they see you? Do they inspire you? And what kind of value do they add to your life? So when you ask yourself these questions, I would encourage you to think about the answers through the lens of abundance. And what I mean by this is think about if you could have any kind of relationship with anyone, whether it was your mom, a coach, a partner, a friend, if you could have any kind of relationship with anyone you choose, would you still want the relationships that you have in your life? Or would you make some adjustments? I think this is valuable because it can be so easy to just accept what is in front of us for whatever reason, right? Maybe there's some fear around what it would look like if you 
close the door on someone or what it would look like if you burned a bridge or what it would look like if you walked away from a certain relationship, right? It can be so easy to live in this place of fear, but I really want to encourage you to choose abundance instead. Choose to believe that anything is possible for you and that you deserve what you truly desire and make your decisions from that place. So I hope that this was helpful for you today. If it was, I would love for you to leave a comment, leave a review, or send me a message. And if you are interested in learning more about the Empowered Woman program, please feel free to click the link in the show notes. You'll be led to a page where you'll learn everything you need to know about the program. And if you're looking for support in a different way, maybe you're after one-on-one support, please feel free to send me an email and we can discuss what it is that you're looking for. I hope that you all have an absolutely beautiful week or a beautiful month, depending on when I release my next episode. And thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you so much for spending this time with me today. It means the absolute world to be able to connect with you. This is an independently run podcast, so the more people who spread the word, the better. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take some time to leave a five-star review, share it on social media, or with a friend who you think would love it. I would be so grateful. Until next time.